broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Gas South Convention Center in Duluth, Georgia, it's time for Gwinnett Business Radio. Gwinnett Business Radio is presented by Regions Bank, Brave the Beginning, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. And greetings and salutations, all of our loyal listeners of Gwinnett Business Radio here on Business Radio X Broadcasting. If you're listening at 10 a.m. live on Business Radio X, we are broadcasting live from the Gas South District Convention Center. If you're joining us on podcast at a later date, we're still welcoming you in. Glad you're here. This is your slightly annoying host, Stephen Julian. With me, as always, is my trusty co-host, Harper LaBelle. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? I'm doing great, and the reason I'm doing great is because we have two great guests. We always have great guests, but are they greater than the other greater, or are they less than the great? Because it's the greater or less than. Remember that in fourth I, grade I when you had the, that, the arrow pointing which way? Did you figure out which? Yes, because yeah. the less than you was an L, and you could write an E-S-S loser. inside of it. Yeah, if you get it wrong, you're, you're a loser. That's what my fourth grade math teacher, That's what my Trexler, taught me. Mr. Mr. Team is for me. Ms. Okay, very yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Miss yeah. Trexler actually taught me in fourth grade and seventh grade. Did she tell you that the point always points to the smaller number? <laughs> yes. Did she teach you that? Yes. Because I would forget it absolutely. until after I graduated for, to the next grade. And then, I, oh, yeah, I remember that now. And as great as this story has been, if we keep going down this path, this show do, will become less yeah, than. because nothing we, to do with our Because we guests. aren't bringing on the greater than guests. And we'll let our listeners decide if they're greater than or just all equal to. Uh, all the other great guests. But we have two fantastic guests. We have Matt Russell here with PXG, Parsons Extreme Golf, and Chad Gaffney. He is the CEO of Empire Contracting. Why don't we stop talking fourth grade math and get into the show? Yeah, I'd rather listen to Matt talk about his fourth grade math experience. Or his business. Yeah. Matt Russell is here. He is with PXG. Uh, Matt, welcome to the studio. Thanks for having me. Yeah. PXG, I kind of gave it away a little bit. Parsons Extreme Golf. Talk about PXG and what you guys do. So we're a golf club manufacturer. We also make apparel and accessories. Uh, we're 11 years into our business. So we're kind of the new kid on the block. Our owner is Bob Parsons. A lot of people know him from GoDaddy.com era days. He was the founder of GoDaddy.com. Made a whole bunch of money when he sold that. Decided to turn that into investing into building the best golf equipment in the world. So that's what we do. So best golf equip equipment in the world. Yes. I'm sure other golf equipment companies make some st similar claim, but you guys truly do stand on that. So what makes you guys different and why do you kind of claim that title? So when Bob started this, the venture of PXG, his whole intention was, I'm not going to compete with anyone. I'm not going to build, I'm just not going to be another brand. I want to build something totally different. So one of the constraints in the golf industry is you've got to sell your product. So a lot of times the sales price is the starting point, and then the, the OEM, the manufacturer, to reverse engineers how they're going to build a product that they can sell at that price. Bob didn't want to do that. He wanted to build, like, and his model was Ferrari. He wanted to build the highest performing product that money could buy, and then he would trust that somebody's going to buy that. There's some golf nut out there who wants the best performing equipment. They'll pay whatever. So we took away the constraints of time. We took away the constraints of money on the engineering side. And the only constraint was performance. Whatever was built had to perform better. And by performance, for most golfers, it's, it's got to hit it further, and it's got to hit it straighter. It's got to be more forgiving. So forgiveness and distance. Still got to look good. Again, back to that Ferrari model, aesthetics is everything. So it's still got to look good, feel good, go further, 
be more forgiving. And that's our only constraint. When Is we, that all, Matt? It just has to go it. farther and that's hit it, it straighter. Isn't it been the, since the beginning of time that you know, whoever invented golf in St. Andrews, well, I'm going to hit it farther than you and straighter, and I'm going to do it in less time than it takes you to do that's it. That's the goal. That's the goal. But how has technology changed? The clubs today, especially what you mentioned, the engineering, and it's, I guess it's called the technology, right? When, yes. when you speak, well, you know, the technology is so much different now. Tell us how that has evolved and how computers and everything has really taken something as very simple as a swing and defined it into an art form and a scientific form that is coming out with new products. Fantastic question. So if you look at golf club design, we'll pick the iron, for example. The blade iron, where the mass is in the center of the golf club, has been around since the beginning of time. Yeah. And so that technology has not changed. The next way to build a golf club is a cavity back where you try to move some mass to the exterior of the golf club, perimeter weighting. That came around in the 1960s with a guy named Karsten Solheim, who was not a golfer, he was an engineer. So he looked at a blade and he said, they've got it all wrong. We've got to move the mass to the exterior. That's going to make it more forgiving. So ultimately... More those, forgiving than our science. Yeah, that's right. Wow. that's right. Yeah. That was fantastic. Yeah. So, Go on. So those two designs have been around for a long, long time. A third way to build an iron is a thin face hollow body. When you thin the face out, the face can flex. When the face flex, it will restore energy back into the golf ball and it will go faster off the face. Okay. Usually faster means further. It will also move most of the mass to the very outside of the golf club, so it's more forgiving. The hollow body design was invented by PXG in 2013. We were the first company to go down this road of building a thin face hollow body iron design, which would solve the problem of faster and more forgiving than any other club that had ever been made. Hey, I told you math was going to come into this, Stephen. <laughs> you know, he's, he, he, this is greater than or so, equal to. So he's clear, greater than. Well, so clearly the PXG process has created greater than clubs, right? Would, it, would, would you agree with that, Harper? Yeah, well, part of the All technology right. that I you, – you've mentioned the irons. Now, I don't know if you have the same ability, but I know with, with woods – you can turn and adjust the head of the club. And that, to me, was a groundbreaking thing. Because if I have a slice, I can change the angle of the club, and if I have the same swing, I get a different result, don't Correct. I? Correct, yeah. So if we if we can build in customization for every golfer into our, our golf club fitting process, we can take the design the engineers intended and optimize them for the player. So every swing is different. Every club needs to be different. But typically, clubs aren't customizable. We're speaking with Matt Russell. He, I didn't say this at the beginning. He is the fitting team leader uh, at PXG, uh, Parsons Extreme Golf. So you, when you first started, I love the story of how it kind of started. Hey, time is not an issue. Price is not an issue. We're going we're gonna to develop the best clubs. In case anyone at that moment said, well, I'm out of the market. I can't buy a PXG club. Price has changed. Price has started to come down. What, so what, what was the major change that now makes PXG more affordable would be the way I Fantastic question. Yeah, when we first started, one of the, one of the challenges was our, our uh, distribution model. Wanted, uh, Mr. Parsons wanted to control that. He did not want to distribute our product through anyone else but ourselves. So it's very slow. When you do a one-on-one, -on -one individualized, custom fitting, you're going to build those clubs. You can't do it on a mass scale. So it took us about seven years to get to some economies of scale around distribution. We now distribute directly through our retail stores. We have 25, or this year we'll have 25 retail stores in the States, some overseas. We've got a pretty hefty uh, mobile fitting presence that's now expanded through all the 50 states. So we've kind of got distribution where, where the economies of scale lowered price. We control all of our manufacturing. So we've got that 
economies of scale. As we've sold 10, 12 times the volume, we've been able to renegotiate pricing. So those two things coupled together that we don't have a uh, retail markup. We don't sell through a third party that's going to add 30 or 40% to the cost. And that was the world I came from before PXG. And I could see that the manufacturers that distribute through retailers make less money than we make per sale, even though our product price might be lower than theirs because they're splitting that sale price with that third party distributor. So that helps us on the price side. I would imagine at the beginning, we have a really good product, but we don't have the ability to get it out in the masses. And you're not in the sporting goods store, but it's a problem. Though I want to swing it before I actually buy it. That was probably an issue. Having the online store, I would imagine, I want to at least see it. I want to hear what other people have to say. That greatly expanded your ability to get your message out. Online help, but we do, uh, if you call us or you go online and you want to buy our clubs, the very first thing we're going to tell you is you need to get fit. We have the most customizable clubs in the planet. You really want to take advantage of that. So, And you can do that about anywhere, right? About anywhere. Yeah. So yeah. we drive people towards fitting. We're actually driving people away from purchasing right then and there when they're staring at our, our, our product. Or in the process of, of doing the sale, at the beginning you're going, okay, let's not, let's not make the purchase yet. Let's find out if we have something that will fit you after you tell us the information that we need to know. Yes. We, so the way we build our golf clubs, there's, we don't build men's clubs, women's clubs, beginner's clubs. We build golf clubs for golfers. And so whoever comes through our door could have just started out. They could be six foot eight. They could be... 100 pounds, they could be a 13-year-old. We have a golf club for them because our club doesn't have a place until we put it together. We take the measurements. I mean, I don't have to cut my clubs in half to get my seven-year-old out to, to, yeah. That's the worst thing you could do. That's what I grew up doing is a really, really heavy, really, really stiff club because we cut it down from my dad's club. (laughs) So uh, you you talked about the economies of scale and kind of being able to bring the price. And and I hope people didn't leave the the interview early because they might have thought, I can't afford it. Clearly, you guys are right in the wheelhouse and maybe even less expensive than some of the clubs they would know. Correct. So uh, now I kind of want to ask, I I feel like obviously came on here to talk about PXG, but I think we've got a little breaking news, or at least when we're recording this, you guys, you know, kind of, I was going to ask what's ahead, but I don't need to ask that because there's something that's happening right now at the beginning of 2024. Yeah, correct. Today we're launching a new um, Metalwood product line called uh, Black Ops. And this is kind of the best of what we do. We've uh, spent a couple years developing new titanium. So we have a proprietary metal that we, you know, our engineers are given this unlimited budget. That has not changed. 11 years down the road, we still have a billionaire owner who still wants to build the best of golf equipment and doesn't put any constraint on budget. So new metal in the face. We've got uh, variable thickness in the face. Harper, you ask about how technology has helped in engineering. The ability to use computers to run different uh, simulations rather than having to build a prototype, go test it, come back, rebuild a prototype, go test it. Computers can do all of that testing now, you know, instantaneously, thousands of iterations. So we've got, uh, you know, variable thickness in the face, new material in the face. We're using carbon fiber to a more aggressive, which is lighter than, than uh, metal to a more aggressive way in the head to create more ball speed for the same swing speed. And different materials now. You mentioned titanium. I know cadmium was the big hot thing. They've got copperhead, all this other kind of stuff. There's really interesting, again, from a technology standpoint, uh, titanium. The thing I know about titanium is it's lighter and it's stronger. Correct. 
Correct. And carbon fiber can be as almost as strong as titanium, but much, much less dense. So, so it's less than, Stephen. It's not less than. Less than or but not equal than, to. Well, this that less than is better. And, yes. and, and I was going to ask you, um, so these new uh, Metal Woods Black Ops being launched today, can you give a quick comparison for maybe somebody who, uh, you know, has already used PXG and is maybe using one of your past Metalwood lines? What would, you know, what can they expect? What, what would they be, you know, what would they be surprised to know if they upgraded to or just changed to this new Black Ops line? Thanks for the opportunity to tell that. So, you know, there's two ways to evaluate a golf club. One is on a center strike, when you hit it perfect, when you put Iron Byron in the computer and it's going to just hit it. And, and that's not real world golf. So you definitely want to test your product. How does it perform under ideal conditions? And then you want to test it under real world conditions. So the way you do that is you test nine different strike points across the face that aren't in the middle. That's typical. That's how we hit the golf ball. We miss the middle. And so, that's how you measure forgiveness, right? right? That's exactly yeah. right. So what we see in black ops is a dramatic improvement in distance on those nine off-center strikes. Uh, you know, the, the difference between a perfect strike and an off-center strike has been minimized. And this is where if you're testing a new club, you need to test it under real-world conditions. Don't just take your best one out of 20. Look at all 20. If all 20 are improved, you have a better club. Real quick, does the, this, does the computer swear or yes. say bad things towards God Almighty like many golfers do? Well, the, the golfer does After well, a bad at shot. the computer, yeah, when they see the number. And does the computer have to go off into the woods and go find find the ball if he doesn't hit it? Not straight? if you buy black ops. The woods is over. So I was thinking uh, the the perfect imperfect club is, but I, and I can see, you know, not to get too much into the marketing or the name, but, you know, black ops is real world. Black ops is, you know, this is how do we do a mission when everything's not perfect. So Absolutely true. And, and it's serious stuff too, yeah. right? Well, yeah. and what I say to a golfer is the game's supposed to be fun and we're supposed to shoot better scores. If you're going to invest in new equipment, that's what the goal is. Oh, that it? What? Wait, what? Wait, Wait a hold on, hold on, hold on, Matt. Right, you, have to re you have to repeat this for our listeners because <laughs> I think they just... into the woods? Yeah, wait what? a minute. Hang on. So what's the goal of golf the again? The goal is fun. So no, a lot of people don't have fun playing golf, but you should. And when you invest in new equipment, think about it this way. If, you're, if you don't hit it straight, then further is bad because it's more into the woods. So you've got to have it, right? So yeah. you've got to have a club that Deeper produces a straight shot. Yeah. And we want the distance, but straight comes first. So that's, you know, that's yeah. why you work with a club fitter, because they can help you with that. Yeah, a lot of folks don't I take know it, the lessons. I know it took a left turn, but man, you see how far it went? <laughs> went a long way. They yeah. don't take the lessons. So you're basically saying the club is going to compromise for a bad swing or a, an off swing and allow you to, wait a second, and the golfer doesn't have to change as much and take thousands of hours worth of lessons and hit hundreds and hundreds of balls in order to get That's better. That's true. There's two ways to get better. You, you can buy a better game or you can work on a better game. The quickest way is buy a better game. Well, if you're practicing <laughs> wrong, it's still going to be wrong. So a lot of guys That's don't, true. you know, I don't, um, I met you a couple of, uh, a couple of years ago, I think it was, well, here it's 2024. So yeah. in 22, and I've seen you a couple of times. And for me, I think one of the great joys, tell us a little bit more about how specifically I, I met you at a tournament. Right. And the joy that I would imagine you get is seeing a golfer that's really struggling and they kind of humbly walk up, what do you got? And then you're able to... And that was you, by the way. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was hitting ball, range balls. I was hitting them everywhere but down the middle. And, and Matt's job, is, well, go, go over your purpose when you're at a tournament, for example. Well, so I, I'm, I'm the fitting team lead. So everything that I do is about trying to fit golf clubs to golfers and to make it better, make golf more fun. And so, you know, I'm passionate about the game. I play, I'm 50 years old. I've played since I was three. 
So this is a lifetime of Wait stuff. Wait a second. It, Tiger was playing when he was two. It, What's oh, wrong with he's you? He's better than I am. So, <laughs> yeah. um, so not I, at fitting team lead. No, though. that's very true. So he can't. You know. So anyway, I, my my passion is to see golfers play better. I don't even play that much golf, but I love to see that aha moment when someone hits a product that's fit for them, that's really ideal. And they hit that shot that, that I know is going to be uh, something that brings them back. It's like that tin cup moment when you get the, the ringing in your loins, he said in the movie. Like, it's that feeling of that's amazing. That's an unbelievable thing. And that's what's fun about my job. Yeah. And people will walk up to you. Like, I met you at the driving range. You've got a tent. Mm-hmm. You've got a, a, a three-sided uh, table display and hundreds and hundreds of club models that are there for you. And you you have the ability within just a few moments to literally pieced together a club and you hand it to somebody. That's right. Yeah, the beauty of the fitting experience is out there on the range, I have everything we have in our retail stores or in our tour department. We have all our components. We have all our shafts. You come up, I learn a little bit about your game. I can put together a club pretty You've quickly. got a screwdriver and a wrench in That's your hand, and, and you're able to <laughs> find something. And then ultimately, I think this will work for you, Dave. And guess what? It may be a little bit off, but hold on. Come back here try this and then you get the aha moment when he hits it right down the middle and he says where do i go to buy a club yeah. wow yeah. Right? Can, I, can i buy this one Did you wow. like that's the yeah aha can moment. i have this one and take right. it with me so uh i think we've come to that moment so first off for those people who are listening who haven't yet gotten fitted give give quickly a piece of advice if it because you've said hey if you can't do it with us get it done what should you know give give somebody advice about well so i i always use shoes there's three ways to buy shoes you can buy them on amazon you can go uh, pick something off the shelf or you can get measured and then get the correct shoe so it's Mm -hmm. the same thing here you know you have one shoe size there's only one size that really fits go get fitted don't buy a golf club without getting fitted uh you know I'm going to say come get fitted at PXG. Of course. We're the only manufacturer who's out doing our own fittings. Most clubs are fit through third parties. So if you can get to the manufacturer, you're going to get a better experience. But don't buy a golf club without getting fit. So even so, either go to the store or work out a way to get fitted through PXG. Yeah. If not, then at least find the local store that offers fittings or the local club that has that that available. Correct. You also send anybody, even a PGA professional goes through fitting training. Sure. Like get get fitted. It's you're gonna invest a lot of money in golf. It's not cheap. And it's, then once they've got that information, then tell everybody what are the best ways or you know, uh, you talked about twenty five stores uh, here and also in other countries. Um but is the main way through online or search for the store? Give give people some advice. Yeah, if you, if you go to pxg.com, you'll see schedule of fitting right on the on the splash page. It's, it is important to us that you get fit. Uh, we're lucky here in Atlanta. We have a we have a retail brick and mortar, but if we didn't, we have a mobile van that goes you know club to club. It's a little slower that way, but if you're a member of a club or play at a club, we'll come to you and fit you on your range. Where's the store located here in Atlanta? It's at Lenox Mall okay. in Buckingham. Fantastic. So Matt Russell, uh, fitting team leader with PXG, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. That was fun. Absolutely. We'll be back right after these messages. Life is full of ifs, but if you want to cash flow like a pro and get paid up to two days early, safeguard against surprises and supercharge your savings, Regions Life Banking makes it possible. Regions Bank embrace the if in life. Regions Bank, member FDIC. For the first time ever, the Atlanta Gladiators podcast will now be on Business Radio X. Be on the lookout for new interviews each week as Director of Broadcasting and Communications, Liam Gottimer, chats with Gladiator players, coaches, and even representatives from corporate partners. 
for tickets, partnerships, and more. Visit AtlantaGladiators.com or call our front office at 770-497-5100 to chat with a Gladiator representative today. Atlanta Gladiators Hockey, draw your sword. Well, we always love having great guests here at the Gas South District, and love is what makes a Subaru a Subaru. You can enjoy the huge savings and the hassle-free experience at Subaru of Gwinnett, where people sell cars. You can visit SubaruofGwinnett.com and join their family today, or then you come on in and see the difference. If you're already a Subaruist, then check out their Facebook page for the latest news offers and community events. Thank you for that. That was a greater than read, Harper. Well done. Greater than last week? <laughs> we have a our second greater than guest is Chad Gaffney. He is the CEO of Empire Contracting, located in Snellville. Chad, welcome to the studio. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, absolutely. So Empire Contracting. Obviously, you are, you know, when I say contracting, everybody goes, ah, he builds things. So talk, uh, talk about all the different kind of work you do uh, and, and what type of contracting work are you guys involved in? Um, well, right now, um, we just got certified through the Georgia Department of Transportation. So we're uh, a minority certified business. So we'll be doing a lot of things with the state. Um, we do a lot of residential contracting. We paint. Um, we put houses back together. We do remodeling. We build decks. We do roofing. You name it, we, we can do it. The easier way to answer that question is, it said, hey, Chad, is there anything I could ask you to do that you would go, eh, I'm not sure I can do that. So it, it general contracting means try and stump me on what I can't do. Is yeah, that, pretty that much. fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so uh, Empire Contracting, uh, tell us a little bit. You're the CEO. Tell us a little bit about how the company got started. Craigslist. So when Ooh, Craigslist. That sounds like a good story. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm all ears. Bring it. So when Craigslist was out, um, I had just quit my job. I was I was working at a, a car dealership, and I needed a job. And they had those ads, make $1,500 a week, you know. Um, so I responded to it, and I went to the interview, and the, and the guy hired me, you know, right down the spot. So our job was going door to door, knocking on people's doors and offering them a free inspection. So um, – the first day I got promoted to um, lead marketer, and I did that for about three years. I built the team. I was going state to state uh, advertising for this company. So in Oklahoma is really where it started because I was I was in Oklahoma, and the company that I worked for, they went out of business. And so I had to think of a way to make money, so the the – the subcontractors that the company was using, I basically started using them to build up my company. And when I got back to Georgia, I started Empire with the same subs that were working with me in Oklahoma. Fantastic. So <clears throat> what uh, there people can call all, well, I was going to say people can call all kinds of contractors, but I'm not sure that's always the case. So people have a lot of things that need to get done. Right. What uh, what are they going to get with Empire that they might not get with other contractors that would make them then go, okay, I'm never using anybody else. I'm going to keep <laughs> using Empire. Um, I don't know if I should even say this online, but they usually get unlimited access to me. Okay. The yeah. Owner. That oh boy, now you've you've and, opened and, up Pandora's and, box there. <laughs> you 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 opened up a can of worms. And, and most uh, companies that you call and you get the guys to come out the owner never really comes out to the job. Mm. It's probably a 3% chance that I won't come to the job. Okay. So 97% of the time I'll come out, I'll make sure everything was done right. I'll personally, you know, 
um, sit in front of you, and, and I'll guarantee the work. And so the others that don't do that, it might be because they're too big. It might be because they don't want to get their hands dirty uh, and, and, you know, not, not deal with some of the issues. That's what somebody else's job is there for. So yeah. uh, in, in your case uh, with Empire, they're getting you uh, and you are part of the team that, yes. that's doing that. So um, talk a little bit about, uh, you know, maybe give us an example, give us a, a story, if you will, uh, where you've been able to see, especially in the residential side. So let's just kind of talk about everybody. Everybody lives somewhere. Right. So uh, so those people who have had residential issues, give us a story of someone, you know, sometime where you've been able to see, hey, me and my team went way above and beyond or or or. Hey, here's a story, and that's kind of standard for the course, and and we just kind of did what we needed to do. Maybe it was the right decision, was a hard decision for you to make. You had to come back and change something that you know you guys ended up screwing up. Talk a little bit. Give us an example. Oh uh, man, uh, oh I stumped you on that one. <laughs> I have an unlimited amount of stories. <laughs> I can't even think. Of so one that right there shows your story. that right there shows your expertise and also the way you run your contracting company yes. because no job goes perfect. So right. our last guest, we were talking about there's no there, the the perfect swing is not in the real world. The perfect contracting job is not in the real world. Is, right. that, is that fair to say? That's so I actually fair. asked you an unfair question. So we'll just take it off the table. So basically, every <laughs> single job you've ever done has had something where you've had to make yourself available and you've had to tweak this or change that or sit down with the client and come to an agreement on what the right thing is to do. Is that fair? Yes, that's, right. that's fair. Most of them, 98% of them are, are like that. Just like your golf swing, Harper. <laughs> hey, Chad, I'm fascinated with the story. So uh, the necessity of changing on the fly and having some issues in Oklahoma, um, what was the spark or the inspiration for you to go, I think I can do this myself? And I think this might be something that I'm not only good at, but I can help other people. Watching a company go out of business for not keeping its word to their client base. And I've always labeled myself a person of integrity. So I said, hey, if, if, if they can do it and they can get this large with no integrity, just imagine if I put integrity into the picture, how much bigger I could be than that, you know, that company. Yeah, do a good job, and guess what? I'll tell my friends. You do a bad job, I'll tell my friends. Right? You, There's a little bit of that. Correct. Right. If if you do a if, bad news goes farther than good news, mm. and I'm pretty sure most people have heard that before. Um, it, it's easier to spread something negative about what went on at your job than say, "Hey, this guy came. They did what they were supposed to do, and you know, I'm happy." Rather than, "Ah, oh, man, this dude came in and." took my money and ran off with it or, you know, tore up my driveway or didn't paint my rooms the right color and, and, and didn't show any interest in the job. Yeah, several different parts of the process. But what what are you looking for in, in terms of helping a customer? Someone said, hey, I've got a rot uh, around the windowsills and I need to have that fixed. I mean, you can do that, of course. And then you bring, right. well, do you want to stay with wood and have it rot again? Do you want it with PCV? PVC, excuse me. And, and there's other different product lines. So... Uh, you're probably the the great majority of the average householder out there is going. Yeah, I, I need something to get fixed. What what do you like to see out of the customer process that helps you to go? Okay, I can help you, and I can do this in a way that I think I can save you some money. Um, 
customer involvement is is very very important. Um, I like when the customer's prepared when we get there. A lot of times you'll run into to homeowners, and I don't really like calling them customers. So a lot of times you'll run into homeowners that this is their first remodel experience or this is their first you know uh, huge investment into their home, and they have absolutely no idea what they want to do. Um, and it kind of makes the process a lot longer than I feel like it should be. Rather than if I go to your house and you say, hey, you know, I like this marble, I like this color in my kitchen, I want this color of cabinets, uh, this size baseboard, and, you know, this many lights hung, you know, it's a lot easier. So I like to see that. There's that process, and there's also, I would imagine, hey, my roof is leaking right now. Can you fix it, right? And there's some other right. things that you need to get taken care of immediately. There's a speed in the process as well. So being able to be very flexible, I would imagine that's right. critical for you and your business. So what advice, so, and I'm, so allow me to be the homeowner for a second who's talking to you, and I think some some homeowners will be like, I don't know anything about this. I've never... You know, I've never done any kind of repair on my own. I, I just, I wasn't really taught that. And like you said, hey, this is my first time. Um, any piece of advice, because I, I don't think you're, I don't know if your advice would be, okay, go watch the the HGTV channel for 12 hours straight and, you know, look at that ridiculous, sometimes over-the-top type stuff. That's not necessarily and what no, you're talking Norm about. Norm on this old house? Remember? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I remember yeah. Norm. Yeah, Norm was awesome. That. I remember that, too. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Fun. Tim the Tool. And then, you know, or hey, I watch Home Improvement a lot with Tim the Toolman Taylor. No, no, that's not the thing. So what advice would you give someone to just become a better homeowner? Should it... Uh, you know, and and like you said, knowing what they want is one thing. They've done some. They've looked at different different samples. That's one thing. Right. Is is there any other advice you would give a homeowner before they call you? You know, hey, go to this website or just just talk it through or just just tell me. You know, teach them how to talk to you better. I guess would be the way to say that. That might not be a fair question. I would say you would say don't watch HGTV twelve hours before <laughs> calling you. Would that that be fair? <laughs> Um, <laughs> actually, he wants to be on HGTV, so he doesn't want to say anything bad about yeah. HGTV. That shout was me saying H it. Yeah. Shout out to HGTV. Amen. Amen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, Empire Chad Gaffney of Empire Contracting was was praising uh, what you guys do. Um, be on the same page with your partner, um, your husband or your wife. Usually, the wife is going to make the decision. So, if you're the husband, just kind of act, you know. Ask the wife what she wants, mm. and then, and then you know you guys come up with a vision, and then just let me know the vision, and, and I can create it for you. And I would say to Harper's question before, be open to multiple choices to an right. extent. In other words, Harper, I like the way you asked that. Hey, I can replace it exactly with wood, but you might want to replace it with PVC because that might last longer. So so maybe a good question any homeowner should ask you is, is there something I'm not asking you that you'd want to tell me? Is there Are there other options available to me here that you would want to lay out? So be open to other options might be another thought to have. So yes, And definitely. apparently watch HGTV because Chad's going to have a show on there one day soon. So <laughs> yeah, um, Real quick, when you, when you Came from Oklahoma back to Georgia. Let's settle in here for a while. Your ties to Georgia, you're in Snellville right now, and we'll mention how people can get in touch with you. Um, tell us a little bit about that process. Um, so a lot of the guys that I work with were from Georgia, um, Atlanta, metro Atlanta area. And, um, you know, they they were out there without any money as well. So 
we had to work together, and that's why the bond is so strong because we've been working together since 2010 to build a good relationship. So um, I came home first, and I stayed here for two weeks while they were working, and then I went back to make sure all the jobs were good and complete. And once I found out the jobs were good and complete, we all came back. I said, hey, you know, let's, let's do it here. And we started, you know, working from here. I would imagine, I, I don't know if you call it this, but I was told many, many years ago, it's called a Section 8 house, where you peel back, let's say, the door frame, and then, wait a second, you've got termites that are in the king studs, and then your subfloor has got water damage, and everything that you do, like peeling an onion, it's another problem. Right. I'm sure you see that all the time. There's some houses here in, just in the Gwinnett area that have been built in the 50s, 60s, 70s, some that are brand new that are poorly constructed. You're there to fix all of that. What are some of the easiest ways that you can say, I can put a Band-Aid on something right now, but you're going to have other issues, and I want to make sure I educate you and hopefully get that customer to call back and, and, and do further business with you when they can afford to have some of the other changes made? Um, we always do that. Um, I always give people options, so... I say, hey, you know, depending on how large the problem is, where there's a roof leaking, you might need a new roof. I'll suggest, you know, if you don't have the money for it right now, we'll go ahead and take care of that problem. And then if it arises again, you know, in the next two or three weeks or two or three months, we'll go ahead and just keep fixing it. And But just keep in mind, you'll spend more patching than you will going ahead and, and fixing everything. Mm -hmm. And we do have it, yeah. right, we do have financing options on our website. So if they can't afford to do it all up front, we do have options that they can, you know, try and go on and, and get financed for it. And uh, your story starts with this this these group of brothers, this team that you kind of found uh, together in this tough situation and you've made it work. Talk a little bit about expanding the team. I, I'm sure it's not just the same people. As the company has grown, you've had to bring on more people. What are you looking for in new team members? Just uh, integrity in your work, basically. You know, stand behind what you do. If you say you can do it, be able to do it. And if you can't do it, say you can't do it. That's that's the, always been the biggest thing with me. And I think when they come to work with you, obviously an ability to learn as well. You might get somebody that doesn't have the skill level you guys have had after the years you've done it. But if they're willing to learn and then show integrity in their learning as well, that, that yes. would help. Uh, I do want to point out that uh, Empire Contracting was uh, a, a finalist at the Gwinnett Chamber Small Business Award. You were kind of talking a little bit before the show. That was kind of a new experience for you. How 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 cool or nerve wracking or weird was all of that? It was all three. <laughs> I've um, I've been nominated for awards before, but I had just joined the Chairman's Club. I hadn't been in there a year, and to see me up there with the top businesses in Gwinnett, that was that was amazing. And I was like, who would even nominate me? I don't even advertise. <laughs> like, I really don't advertise. Uh, most of my work is re repeat and referral business. Mm -hmm. So. I didn't. I had no idea that they were going to do that. Well, you made somebody happy. I'm guessing somebody that liked the work, multiple people who liked the work also were connected with the chamber and said, that's how we nominate. Again, them, with right? technology or lighting, for example, or a man cave or some stuff like that. Do you ever get to go wild and go, I know somebody who did this. This would be awesome if you could do that in your house. You're smiling a little bit. So I imagine oh, there's yeah. some, some dream ideas that you have in mind. You just need to have the right homeowner to be able to put all that together. I'm old school, man. I just like clap on lights. 
<laughs> you do this, and it yeah, goes on. I don't that's think the special. I don't think the clapper has ever been topped. Right? Is that is that? No, there that's you go. The best, that's the best thing. Greater it than. is technology, Stephen. Greater than, technology. and it's been around most of our lifetimes. Yeah. Uh, but now with multiple colors and light changes, and oh, you've yeah, got man. blues and greens and reds and everything. Some people want all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I imagine you get to go to town sometimes trying to put those together. Right? Yes, um, we did this. Um, this basement in Chateau Alon where when you walk to, through different sections of the basement, the lights change colors on the floor. And that was pretty nice. Nice. I really liked that. Um, and they have, um, I looked at this idea design. We've never done this, but it's, it's pretty cool where you can make your pool look like a lagoon or like a, a, a lake where they decorate it like a lake, and oh, wow. you can just look in it. It's, it's just nice. I, I like that, too. Or a swamp, Stephen. Mine would probably look like a big <laughs> pool of cess yeah. and, and all that. That, but, that would just be to keep other people out. Well, again, you technology. You've got in. tankless water systems. You've got different ways of either cooking or mm-hmm. ovens and stuff. There's, there's things that are changing, and people want them. Uh, yes. We got a warming drawer. My wife said, I'm not moving in the house unless I have a warming drawer. That was the one thing that she said we have to have. And you can provide that, right? You provide all those yes. in- intricate things that people say, I really want to have this. This is my home. I want it to be a part of my everyday life. I have a friend. Um, he's the one that actually trained me into a lot of this stuff. And he said, you're either estimating or educating. So I try to stay on top of a lot of the new things that are coming out. I actually have um, an event next week with ABC where they're going to introduce this a bunch of new product lines that they have that just um, got into their store. So um, you you have to be certified to put a lot of that stuff in. So I'm certified to do a lot of uh, the new things that they have going on as far as with the tankless water heaters. They have a system, an HVAC system with the, with the smaller ducts. So, you know, when, when you go in the basement, sometimes you see the real large ducts. They have them now where they're very, very small and they're, they're very attainable. Um, and you can put them in, and you won't have to worry about getting a drop ceiling. You can actually drywall on top of them. Um, that's something new that just came out that, that we can do. And um, plumbing, uh, I looked at a restaurant yesterday, and the, the plumbing pipes were, you know, eight inches around, and now they have a system where you can pump it, and you can have the smaller piping, but the pump allows you can to suction everything out into the, the system so you can get smaller pipes, and, and you can actually... Um, run that a lot better than, you know, the big big pipes because they tend to leak and they tend to get clogged real quick. Efficiency, Stephen, technology, things are changing. And bra- groundbreaking, right? You got an announcement that he's making, new uh, things that are happening. Yeah, new certification with the state, being able to do some other stuff other than just residential stuff, uh, oh, yeah. which you were doing already, but now state-level work. So uh, the last question uh, before the last question, so you guys are located in Snellville. How far will you travel to, to be able to, you know, is it a whole metro area? Or is that another, like, try and stump me? Tell Steven, me where you're at. He's going to go to Oklahoma. Well, He'll he, go all the he, way back yeah. to Oklahoma. So is there anywhere to. you won't do the job if, you, if you're the person for the job? Wherever I can legally work at. Yeah. And it pays enough. There you go. I'll go. So it sounds like he's trying to get our <laughs> listeners to stump him. So uh, Chad Gaffney with Empire Contracting, for those people who want to try and stump you and see if there's something you won't do or talk about the things you have done and, and get get a uh, quote for a job, how do they get in touch with Empire Contracting? You can call my business line. is 404-937-4099. 
You can email me at chad at theempirecontracting.com or you can follow me on Facebook. That's chad at theempirecontracting.com. It's my email and my Facebook is Empire Contracting. I like it. Chad Gaffney, CEO of Empire Contracting. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. Harper, I want to remind everybody that uh, Regions Bank is uh, part of bringing our show on the air. They are here to help your business's financial future stay on track. Regions Commercial Banking has a team of experienced bankers in Gwinnett who can guide you in all areas of growth. Get the resources you need so every step can move you closer to your business goals. To learn more, Visit regions.com forward slash commercial dash banking. Don't forget the dash. And don't forget, Regions Bank. Member. F-D-I-C. Well done on the bell, Dan. Dan, who had Dan did the intro today, the intro voiceover? Absolutely. I enjoyed it. He likes putting himself... In, well, in, in listen, he rotates. Slot. He rotates. He doesn't I, he doesn't hog the spotlight. I think it's two for him and then one for everybody else. Well, that's two for listen, him. that's that's why he sits Kinda in the like big when producer you bring chair. In donuts. That's right. That's why he brings the big producer chair. It's slightly elevated from everybody else. So oh Chad's got something to say. <laughs> I want to say one more thing that I, um it kind of slipped my mind. We do insurance work as well. We work with the insurance companies. We provide insurance estimates and we work with them to rebuild or do remediation to homes. Fantastic. I forgot to ask him about insurance. That was my fault. So I'll, I'll blame you too. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right. So for our producer, Dan, for Mike, who's somewhere telling us to finish the show for our guest, Chad Gaffney with empire contracting and Matt Russell with PXG and for my trusty co-host Harper, and also, Connor was here, too. This is your slightly annoying host, Stephen Julian, saying we will catch you next time on Gwinnett Business Radio.